What do you do when you receive criticism and how do you move forward? This is a question I've been sitting with over the past few days and it's not something that I feel like I have the ultimate answer to because there are a lot of different ways that that question can be answered. But I have started to find language for something over the past few days and I just wanted to make an episode about it. So for context, I received a few not so favorable reviews about my new book and it was before it came out and I wasn't even looking for the reviews. I was actually on Google trying to find an image of the book because I couldn't, I didn't have access to like my assets of the book. So I was like, let me just Google and and get it. And then I Googled it and it was showing the reviews. I was like, whoa, why are there so many reviews before the book is even out? I'm so confused. And I always forget that, you know, different books can get sent out to people before it comes out, actually comes out. So I ended up reading these reviews and it was not so much the reviews themselves, but it was what was said in the reviews that just really caused me to pause. And I wanted to respond and I did. And I won't go through all of it, but there was one that came up that I don't even think I mentioned this when I talked about it on Instagram because I did a whole post about this on Instagram. So I'm not going to get into all of that. And I will absolutely link you to that in the show notes if you would like to read it. But in the meantime, there was something that someone said that really stood out to me. And they said that I was disappointed in reading this because this author had nothing to say. And immediately my mind went to a poem that I wrote in the book that's relatively early on in the book. It's in the third section where I talk about my ancestors being hunted like animals and the complexities of of going into deep waters and what that means to me. And I said that I said that directly in the poem. I don't allude to that. I say that directly. And it just made me think, I'm like, you know, they, this person, they probably didn't read it. Or even if they did, you know, obviously it's not for them, but it really caused me to think about something. And also before I go forward, I just want to say that just for housekeeping reasons, please don't, if, (laughs) please don't seek out anybody who's left a review on my stuff. I, that's not at all my intention in sharing this. I know that things can be found but that's not my intention in sharing this. My intention in sharing this is the following. I realized something is that when someone is giving a critique of you, and even if it's framed, even when it's framed as a constructive criticism that they have, you can still consider what have they constructed of me prior to constructing this criticism. Because if they have a limited scope of your identity and your lived experience, then that means that their criticism can only go so far. It doesn't mean that it doesn't have any validity at all. Sometimes someone can see something just not having any context and provide some valuable insight. But at the same time, the people who have more insight, the people who have been more involved or invested, or they share things in common with you, then they're going to be able to give feedback that is more valuable. And one thing that 
I've noticed, and this is happening increasingly more and more, is that being black and autistic and, and being autistic in a very public way, it has sent me into a category, if you will. I don't really like that word, but it's the only one that I can use fine in this moment. It kind of puts you into a category where it's like, well, there's a lot of people who don't fit into that category. Just those two things, black and autistic. So it leaves me in a space where I'm receiving criticism from people who don't have much insight as to what my lived experiences are. And this extends beyond internet, social media, being a publisher. This is just true in everyday life. I am now faced with the reality that I am surrounded by a lot of people who don't have context about how I live in the world. And I know that I'm not the only person who has had that experience. And that's why I wanted to make this episode about this, because you might have people in your life who have mastered the art, who have perfected the art of constructing criticism about what you should be doing and what your life should look like. And yes, there could be some wisdom in what they're saying. And at the same time, it's possible that because they don't share your lived experience, that there might be some limitations to what they can critique. And again, I'm not at all saying that we all have to be the same and that if you're not like me, then you cannot critique my work. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is recognizing that there are layers. There are layers and I am going to listen more closely to feedback from people who, especially if they're saying, oh, did you consider this? You didn't write about X, Y, or Z if they are people who are having similar experiences to me or have at least educated themselves. So I just wanted to share that for anybody else that may run into this in their life where you're on the fence maybe about where, how to respond and how to move forward. That's the question that I want to offer you and that how to move forward part is like, what do you do? You you feel what you need to feel and then how to move forward. You say, what what image has this person con- possibly constructed of me that is informing their criticism to begin with? I remember studying literary theory when I was getting my English degree many, many years ago. And I remember just being so intrigued by all of the different kinds of ways that you could analyze a text. And I actually remember sitting in class one day and just realizing that some of the criticism that I had taken from other musicians that I knew who were very different than me. <laughs> However, I, I took what they said to heart. I realized I was like, oh, that was just one view. Like that was just one way of looking at it. And they lack so much other context that they cannot even provide more insight. All they could say is what they said. So that is the ultimate takeaway that I am trying to speak about more because I I do kind of struggle with hearing all the time, ignore the haters. There's no need to explain yourself because 
The thing is, is that in our current times, the critics are very, very loud. They're very loud. And it's not just online. It's in real life. People are very loud. And what I find is that the more I actually start to unmask and be more of myself, it's starting to feel like the critics are getting even louder and they're getting really hard to ignore. And I'm kind of using some metaphors here, but this is not a metaphor. I do have a sensory processing disorder. So when people tell me to, oh, just ignore that sound, I can't ignore that sound. I hear them, I see them, I feel them, and I am going to respond. So how I respond, what I say, what I do is a choice that I can make. And this is my personal way of trying to do that in a healthy way. And if there's any contribution that I could make to a conversation around ratings and review systems, first of all, I just, I just think it's really wild. I think the whole five-star thing as the standard is, is, is something that probably should just be questioned a bit more. It's just like, somebody decided on that and then we all just went along with it and we just kept it going and I think about that and I'm like yeah it's this is this is interesting um it's interesting and it's interesting the the impact that it has on on people both both leaving the review and and both making it I want to do some more research on that who who created the five star <laughs> system so anyway I I say all that to say that I just want to hopefully provide encouragement for anybody else out there who is struggling with that same thing. It's like you're trying to do the whole, just ignore the haters, just tune them out, just don't listen, just be you. You're trying to do it, but it's like, oh my goodness, they're so loud though. <laughs> These people have a lot to say and they're often the first to speak and they're very clear in the way that they speak and their words can can dictate how other people impact you. There was one particular review that was left on the site. And at the time I looked at it, that person, yeah, they said some unfavorable things and they had the most liked review because people respect them on the platform. So it's like the algorithm clearly isn't ignoring them. They've put them at the top. Why? Because they have the most liked review. So I can ignore them all day, but then other people are encountering my work and seeing that too. So thankfully, I'm so grateful for the people who have said kind things and who, who the book who the book connects with. And, and they, they took the time to, to share that in a review format if you're able to do that. I'm very, very grateful. And I've also been convicted myself in realizing that I need to spend more time leaving long reviews about all the little things that I love about books <laughs> because I, I haven't done that. And I even went and looked at some recent books that I've read that I just loved, particularly the book, What I Want to Talk About and Unmasking Autism. I will link those in the show notes. Those two books Oof, that just, mm, I found so much strength in those two books. And I was like, yeah, I, I need to let them know in the form of a review. I've, I've actually, I've actually told both of the authors that 
their books really impacted me. But I want to go leave a review and actually say what spoke to me very specifically. And I want to start creating more time to do that because it's hard out here. It's hard out here when you are trying to say anything at all. But it seems that the people who don't like it and who it's not for, that that process of elimination happens very quickly. You know, it's it's like, okay, well, it's not for you, not for you, not for you. So it's like, how can we do the process of illumination? And okay, well, it is for you. It is, <laughs> this is for me. I'm this way. I'm this kind of person. And here's how I found this book to be helpful. So I hope that this can extend far beyond books. In real life, these things have a massive impact I'll tell you one more story that I've shared in the past that can just kind of illustrate the the value of of positive affirmation, if you will. I know that sounds kind of cliche to say, but it's true. That's what this was. And this is this moment that I received positive affirmation that made a huge difference in my life. I was at a summer camp with a bunch of kids that I didn't really know very well, and they all knew each other better. And I wasn't really making friends and, and I was really struggling with just feeling like I was heard and I was seen in this group. But nevertheless, I did my best to try to fit in with everybody and join in on all the activities and be invested in, in what was going on. And we were playing this activity that involved a log where we had to jump around and, and move around a log and come up with a strategy for how to get everybody from one side of the log to the other. And funny enough, this happened when I was about 14. When I was about nine or 10, I had actually done this activity before at something else. So I knew how to do it. I was like, oh no, I, I know the strategy. I know how we do this. And I just kept repeating myself over and over. I was like, hey, hey everyone, I know how to do this. Like all we have to do is line up this way. And then we, we do this and we do that. And I was just trying to explain myself. And I was like, hey, hey, hey. And no one was listening to me. <laughs> like it didn't matter how loud I was. I just was not being listened to. And then the camp counselor, and it was just so fascinating because I was like, he probably doesn't even remember this. The camp counselor was like, hey, everyone, this is a perfect example of why these activities are important because you have someone on the end over here who knows how to do this and you all have not listened to her at all. She's been telling you the instructions on how to actually do this for five minutes and no one has listened to her. And I felt so validated in that moment because what that camp counselor did was illuminate what I was already saying. I was already saying it. And he just drew attention to it and said, hey, here's what's being said. And y'all weren't listening. Here's what's being said. That was just one small moment many, many years ago. And it had such a profound impact on my life. And I decided just at many different points in my life, how can I try to be that in my poetry and in my art and my music and all the things that I make? How can I try to illuminate the stuff that people are already feeling, that they're already saying, that they're already going through and just say, hey, it, it's okay that you feel that way. Hey, it's... It, it's valid. You're, you're, you're not just one person way out in the wild somewhere who's felt this thing and 
nobody connects with you. Let's bring it into the fold. Let's talk about it. Even if we don't have easy answers for it, let's just at least acknowledge and name these things. And that is what I'm talking about here when it comes to responding to criticism. Maybe another way of responding to criticism is how can we continue to, when we have the energy, time and space and capacity, how can we continue to bring in that other side? And when we see other people doing work that that speaks to us, and I'm speaking to myself because I'm looking and I'm like, I don't do this as near as much as I could. Now, of course, I, yeah, I have a lot of stuff going on. I'm not like blaming and shaming myself for it, but I am saying no, I want to spend more time on this. So how can I, how can I do that more? So that is what I hope you can carry with you today. It's, it's kind of a simple message of, you know, how can you go and, and, and illuminate something that, that, that spoke to you or encouraged you, even if it does not have to be anything that I make in a way that is in a place where people would normally give criticism. So it could be a small business that you love or that you've been to a few times and you had a good experience that, oh, those reviews for small businesses make a huge difference. I happen to be married to someone who he loves leaving long thought out reviews when he has a restaurant experience that he just loves. Like he will, he is like setting the mood. He's like, the lighting was like this. And then this is what was on the menu. Like he just, he goes all out. And it's been so fascinating because there's been several times <laughs> where someone has reached out to him and they're like, wow, where are you like a food critic? <laughs> He's like, no, I just really love food. And I really love to talk about positive restaurant experiences. And the reason why, one of the reasons why that's so significant is because that review section for a restaurant, that's where people go when they have the worst experience, but it's not always the place that people go where they have the best experience. So as long as we have these systems of, of ratings of five-star ratings and rating our experiences based on five possibilities, which is just wild when you think about it, as long as we have those, how can we go and and leave more positive reviews in a sense and again it feels so awkward to talk about this because I'm, I'm really genuinely don't mean this just about my work I am going to stop recording this right now and go make sure even on my favorite podcast I'm like have I left reviews because whew, it gets tense in there I need to I need to let my friends know I need to let people know how grateful I am in those spaces too so yeah, those are my thoughts for today about criticism and what to do next and how how do we move forward? As long as we have these systems, I think that we can move forward by taking a little time when, where, and how we can to say, hey, I see you, I appreciate you, and I'm just here to help shine a little light to help illuminate the work that you're doing. So yeah, thanks so much for listening. I'm Morgan Harper Nichols.